Welcome on into a huge edition of the Real Sports Talk Show. I am your host, Paul Jacobek. My co-host, as always, Mr. Kevin Rosser. We are getting you ready for week one of the NFL season, as the Cleveland Browns are going to be taking on, oh boy, those Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're hoping that this ain't going to be the same as always, Mr. Rosser. No, um, there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of changing parts on both the Browns and and the Steelers this season. Uh, neither team looks quite the same as last year. It's going to be an interesting matchup, and that's what we're going to break down today. Huge news coming out today: Josh Gordon makes his return back to practice, and I saw a clip of him. He looked good. He made a nice, nice little jumping catch there, and uh, Daryl Ryder got the video of it. It was pretty nice to see. Josh Gordon is back. Le'Veon Bell has still not signed his um, franchise tag. And in six days, we are taking on Pittsburgh Steelers at, in, well, in at, Cleveland. At, yeah, at First Energy Stadium kickoff at 1 o'clock. Uh, it's, it's got so much of a different feel compared to last year. Because last year's season opener, which was also against the Steelers at home, there was, always, there was already a feeling of, uh, un, of nervousness, of uncertainty uh you had Deshaun Kaiser the the rookie coming out of Notre Dame in his first start going up against that Steelers defense and uh we weren't sure what to expect because he had not thrown a single ball in the NFL yet and now coming in with Tyrod Taylor who is a proven commodity who is known for not turning the ball over, which is the polar opposite of what Deshaun Kaiser was last year. I'm happy you brought up Tyrod Taylor because nobody talks about Tyrod. It's all about, well, the quarterback situation, when's Baker going to get his chance? Why didn't Baker get any first-team reps? It's always about Baker, and I understand why. I mean, his first overall pick, he's supposed to get hyped up. But here's the thing. In Cleveland, we've never had an offseason where we've been able to just sit here and go, we're comfortable with the quarterback situation. And this should have been that offseason with Tyrod Taylor. He's a proven winner. He pro- he's been a proven player where he has not turned the ball over. Yeah, he's only had one career game where he's thrown for over 300 yards. But guess what? He's a winner, and now he actually has some talent around him. Where in Buffalo, he really didn't, honestly. And I, I really would love to argue with people that when they say he had talent. LaShawn McCoy is hit or miss. It, you know, he's good for a couple weeks, and then you might not see him. And Sammy Watkins was always hurt, and they didn't have anybody else. It was not a good team up there, and now he actually has weapons. He has a proven player with Jarvis Landry. He's got Josh Gordon coming back. He's got Carlos Hyde, who's a proven NFL running back. There's a lot of excitement here in Cleveland. Yeah, and it's it's you bring up the offseason, and it's it's something that we haven't seen before, at least in our lifetimes, of the Browns being in the mix with so many, you know, key players around the league and all these moving parts. And, and Dorsey has brought a level of legitimacy to that front office that hasn't been seen in a long time. And, and There are 31 new players that were not on the roster last year. Mm-hmm. 31 mm-hmm. of the 53-man roster. Rosser, what are your three keys to victory for this week against Pittsburgh Steelers? Um, making sure that right out of the gate, Miles Garrett is getting after the quarterback. Uh, Big Ben is is waning down his career a bit. Uh, I'm not sure how that Steelers offensive line is going to hold up. They they've shown 
flashes here and there in the preseason of being stable and also being unstable. So it, with Miles Garrett, uh, Jannard Avery, hopefully he can make an impact in his first couple series. You know, getting to the getting to Big Ben first and That's establishing dominance on the defensive side of the ball. Number two. Number two, establishing the running game on the offense side of the ball. You know, getting all three guys in the mix. I want Nick Chubb to get at least five to seven touches in his first game. Obviously, it's going to be hard to share with Duke and with Carlos Hyde, but getting all three of those guys mixed in, changing up the pace in the running game. That's the three-headed monster. Yeah, that's going to lead into number three, which will open up downfield options because, yeah, Jarvis Landry is more of a guy that's a possession receiver. He he has speed, but you know he'll he'll get you catches in traffic. But great that's, fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see if Tyrod can really let it loose because while he is accurate uh, in short to mid range, his downfield accuracy leaves something to be desired. If I'm being honest, um, but you know he has some real deep threats in Josh Gordon. And, you know, Antonio Callaway is a guy that could probably take the lid off a of defense, um, especially with a weakened Steelers secondary. I'm interested to see, you know, what kind of speed these Browns receivers and David Njoku as well throw them in there, what speed they can show to, to get to the next level and, and open up some big plays downfield. Now, before Rosser announces who he is going to pick for the win, uh, we are going to now be introducing a new part in the show, and this is going to be our weekly pick 'em. Uh, we are going to end up picking five games, and we're all we're just going to pick you know the winner and loser, and at the end of the year, we're going to tally it up. We're going to see who who had the most, and we're going to be doing this on every Monday show. So if you want to catch the pick 'ems, go ahead. Every Monday, we're going to be doing this. So Rosser, we're just going to pick a couple random games, a couple ones that are going to be good uh, for week one here. Um, as it does start on Thursday, uh, as we're going to go with game one. I mean, game one of the NFL season, Falcons-Eagles, uh, NBC at 8.30. Who you got? Um, I honestly have the Falcons. I, I th- on the road. I, on the road, uh, you know, that Eagles defense hasn't lost much, but people forget how close of a game it was against Atlanta. You know, a couple bad decisions on the goal line from an offense's uh, perspective, you know, passing on four straight downs uh, on fourth and goal, you're doing a quarterback rollout with Matt Ryan, who's not really known for his mobility. It, it, it was kind of a mess. I, I take the, the Falcons 24 to 16. I am also going to be taking the Falcons, even though they are on the road. Uh, Nick Foles getting the start. He did not look good at all during preseason. He looked terrible. Carson Wentz has still not been able to uh, – he's not fully cleared yet. So I'm going with the Falcons, especially because the Eagles – I don't think it's going to be all clicking. It's not going to be clicking on all cylinders. Uh, game number two, huge, huge game. One o'clock, Texans on the road against – the greatest quarterback to ever pick up a football in Tom Brady. You have a Deshaun Watson coming back off the injury. You have a Tyron Matthew on their defense now, but you're still facing Tom Brady. Who you got, Rosser? Uh, that you just said it yourself. You're still facing Tom Brady at home and a home opener. I I can't remember the last time the Patriots, uh, other than last when he season, got hurt. Yeah, and and. and, and you know, even though he has shown some flashes of his age showing, I, I think Tom Brady's going to go out and, and dominate this game. I'm saying 
Patriots 35, uh, Texans 21. I'm going to end up picking the upset here. I, I think Deshaun Watson on the road and this new defense, I think right now you have DeAndre Hopkins, who is going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL this year, especially fantasy-wise. I I got to go with Houston on the road. I'm going to go with a big upset. Rosser, uh, we have we got a couple other games. Who you want to go with? You got two more. Oh, well, one more, and then we got to pick the Browns game. Uh, I'm going to go to the Sunday night game. Uh, Bears traveling up to Lambeau Field uh, face the Packers. I, the Bears have made a lot of moves. Obviously, the big splash was signing and uh, trading and signing uh, Khalil Mack to that big two deal. Two first-round picks. Two first-round picks. Uh, I, I think he's well worth the money that they paid, and, and that Bears defense adding Roquan Smith on the other side to perhaps – uh, create a lot of matchup problems for that offensive line of the Packers that other than their left tackle, I don't really see a lot of spectacular guys in that front. Um, I'm going to go with what I, I, I'm i assuming most people would say is an upset. I'm saying uh, Bears 24, Packers 17. You know, I, I don't like the Bears at all. I hate their uniforms. I hate their stadium. Like, honestly, I don't like anything about the Bears. But there's a thing about being in Green Bay for prime time, and Aaron Rodgers refuses to lose on prime time. So I, I don't know how he's going to do it. He's gonna It might be a fourth quarter Hail Mary again, but he's going to pull something, and they're going to go ahead and open up the season 1-0. and uh, I'm going with the Packers. It's going to be a close one, though. It's I, I'll say something about maybe like 21-17, something like that. I'm not expecting high scoring, but I, I'm going to go with the Packers. Uh, and then to final, you know, to finish this out, Steelers on the road in Cleveland, First Energy Stadium, one o'clock Sunday, September 9th. Tyrod Taylor gets his first start as a Cleveland Brown. Who you got? This game is going to depend on a lot of what-ifs. Uh, if Tyrod can get the offense clicking early, if uh, if the front seven of the Browns can be as dominant as we think they can be uh, against a uh, bottom-tier offensive line, if Le'Veon Bell isn't full game speed, if all these things fall into place, I am very confident that the Browns will win. Even if one or two things don't quite go the right way, I still have a good feeling, you know, everything that's happened this offseason, you got to feel good about the Browns. If Deshaun Kaiser can almost beat the Steelers in week one, Tyrod Taylor can certainly beat the Steelers week one. So I'm going Browns 27, Steelers 14. I agree with many points that Rosser just made. I think that right now with what the Browns have added – you have a brand new team. You they cut players that people well know around Cleveland and Nate Orchard, Carl Nassib, and it's a new team. It's a new season, and John Dorsey's at the helm. I trust everything that's going on right now. That's why I'm so excited for this season. I'm not over here predicting a 12 win season or anything like that, but I am damn predicting a Cleveland Browns win uh, opening week against the Steelers, 35-28. And high scoring, high scoring. I think that you're going to see a lot of week one problems on both sides. It's going to this is going to be some stuff where, you know, later on in the year, you're going to be able to say, well, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, it was week one, maybe some pregame jitters, stuff like that. I I think we're going to see 
especially in the first quarter, I think you might see a couple big plays on both sides. Either the Steelers have one or the Browns. But I expect huge, huge second-half adjustments, and I think it's going to all go the Browns' way. I think Todd Haley knows his way around that Pittsburgh side of the ball, uh, and I think the, he's going to give some good intel, and I think that the Browns are going to go ahead and pull this one out at home, and they're going to start off the season 1-0, and and then they're going to move on to week two against New Orleans. Um, but go ahead and catch that episode when uh next the following monday uh every friday and well also with mondays we're also going to be doing uh reviews of the game before so go ahead and catch that on monday as well and i mean roster we have huge news to to tell the cleveland fan base a cleveland sports legend and mr josh cribs he may not even have 50 career wins with the cleveland browns he played so long in Cleveland, he may not even have it, though, because he was part of some very bad teams. But if you want to see a guy who would run through a wall for the Cleveland Browns, he's on their coaching staff. His name is Mr. Josh Cribbs. Yeah, he uh, it was his Instagram, I believe, Instagram. that he uh, he showcased one of our videos. You could see, if you go to his page, the video clearly has our YouTube channel in the bottom right corner of the video. Uh, so it was very cool to see, you know, a guy that growing up we saw make all these big plays for the Browns on special teams. Uh, just huge fan yeah. favorite, Kent State alum. Yeah, anything that you could think of, this guy he was he's great for the Cleveland sports scene. And now the Browns brought him in. And uh, if you guys have not, guys, we're we're so close to getting a thousand subscribers. So help us get there. We need right now. Last time I looked, we need like fifty subscribers. Get us up to a thousand. We're almost at a million total views. Um, huge, huge ratings on all of the hard knock videos. Uh, Foise did a hell of a job of getting all those videos up. Anytime that you guys want to check out any of the videos, they're on our YouTube page. Foise even put them in a playlist so you can catch them all. Uh, he is actually, I don't want to, you know, burst the huge bubble here, but we have a huge project in the works involving the hard knock videos. So go ahead and check that out when it is released. And that will be to be determined on when that is actually going to be coming out. But don't worry, we will post about it. And then don't forget the season finale of hard knocks is Tuesday, this Tuesday, uh, actually tomorrow at 10 o'clock as we're not going to be seeing Devin Kajus anymore. We're not going to see Carl Nassib anymore, Nate Orchard. And it doesn't seem like the cookies tasted too good for any of those guys. No, and, uh, you know, I, I'm i shocked that neither Nassib nor Orchard made the team. I, I had a feeling Kajus wasn't going to make it. I, I still felt that they found some value I knew in Seth DeVal, Bro- but I knew Brogan wasn't going to make it. Oh, yeah. It. That, yeah four uh, string quarterback. <laughs> it was cool to have him on the show, and the, you know that was kind of for him to showcase himself because you knew he wasn't even going to get the reps. Be- best of luck to Brogan, and hopefully he somehow makes it on a, if not NFL roster, some professional football roster in some capacity. Uh, he seemed like a good guy and, you know, a guy that you want to root for, if not a oh, bit, if sure. not a bit dorky. Sure. But, you know, he had some decent throws during the preseason. Hopefully that's enough there is, to... Through a touchdown. So, you that know, was nice it was nice see. for him to see, actually get some playing time. But a fourth-string quarterback on a roster like this, it's just, it's hard. 
Um, but that is going to go ahead and close out uh, this week one preview for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, go ahead and go. make sure you're checking the news feed th- throughout the week. Make sure there's no injuries as the Browns get ready. Week one, uh, six days away, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to First Energy Stadium at 1 o'clock. Don't miss it. This has been the Real Sports Talk Show. Peace out. Go Browns.